Change my video. Hey, we're Oops. having a, a great time here, and I got a seat, Diane. I already messed up. Here we go. Um, there we are. Do you still see, uh, do you still hear the echoing? Yeah, so. Yeah, it won't let me turn my go. Um, can you look at it to see if you can just mute it? No, you gotta mute it. Mute it. So, anyway, we're gonna get started here in just a minute. <laughs> We're trying to deal with the echoes. That took care of it. There we go. All right. 
<laughs> so um, welcome, everybody. If you're on YouTube and Facebook, we do encourage you to come over to Zoom because we can interact face to face. I guess I'm still hearing an echo. Yeah. And we're going to make sure everything is muted because this microphone is picking us up. So it's picking up an audio from somewhere, but yet we can't hear it. Okay, pardon us for a second. Let me just check here. Testing? Oh, so that Test was one, two. Galaxy. All right. See, All right, are we good? Can you hear me still? Yeah, that's good. Echoes. Yeah, no, no echo. Okay. Hi, Maxine. <laughs> All right, we are good. Hey, Maxine. Good to see you. <clears throat> uh, it's always fun when our family gets together. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're doing, this is obviously new. We've not had four people in this massive library that we've kept hidden all these years, <laughs> um, which can be pulled down in an instant. <laughs> I love books. It makes me feel... Smart. Home. Oh. <laughs> yes. Book friends. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, this is our KT Hangout night. So um, glad you guys are here. We don't. We're not coming with a teaching or anything. Um, we're just coming with uh, questions that others have brought. <clears throat> yeah, we've got a couple of questions. And if you guys have questions. Yeah, and then uh, let me see. This got out of something. And then I uh, just want to let you know. Also, we just put out our, uh, if you go to our events, we have a new uh, immersion retreat in Washington State on the coast. Can you hold on one second? Can somebody, can Anne, can you just say hi for a second? Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yes. I had to make sure it was going out to YouTube and Facebook. And I will switch that one so they can see everybody. So we're really looking forward to th that. And if you'd like to join us, uh, jump on quick because we've got a lot of friends already up there signing up for it. Oh, in Washington, yeah. And yeah. then uh, we're planning, um, we don't want the East Coast to feel bad. So <laughs> we are planning an East Coast tour in the fall. Um, Gil and I have been wanting to get up to see the fall colors. and. Yeah, I've never been, I've been to every state in yeah, every state, with the exception of the New England states. Yeah. So hopefully and, uh, we can. So we'll take be care doing a conference in South Carolina in uh, I think the second week of October, mm -hmm. and then we're still planning the rest of the trip. So if you have some ideas or suggestions, or have some a group near you, we could come and visit. We'd love that. Yeah. So. Love it, love it. So let us know. So if you're on Facebook or YouTube, hey, let us know where you're from. Tell us where you're watching from. Um, and I'm going to make one more adjustment here. I think. There we go. Okay. Um, I know you guys couldn't see what I was doing, but that's okay. <laughs> Pixel 3. Who's Pixel 3? Raise your hand. Oh, nobody here. All right. So we had a couple of questions from last week, and I thought we'd maybe start with that and then go from there if anybody else has some questions. Feel free if you're on Facebook and YouTube. Before to... we get to that, I mean, we got to introduce Tom and Diane because not everybody knows Tom and Diane, but they're our worship leaders from Sunday morning, which we absolutely love and adore them and as well as their music. 
And they're on here this week. We thought we'd give this a, a try. And next week, they will be leading this. Uh, we'll, we'll be in uh, Arizona yep. on uh, the Sedona retreat. So uh, just wanted to get them used to this whole thing and used to you guys and the brutal questions that you bring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love your questions. <laughs> um, All right. So we'll start off. The first question is uh, I actually have a couple of questions about the courts of heaven. If you have someone in your bloodline, can you take a uh, fight for them in the courts of heaven, or is it really just a form of intercession? Yes. Next question. <laughs> oh. Doesn't this then become like the Mormons who feel they can stand in for someone and be baptized for them? Yeah. Well, um, I won't tackle that last one because that's a can of worms. Uh, but the first one... You know, we don't believe in witchcraft, and, and again, you guys can answer these too, so please jump in. And everybody out there, if you have an answer, please uh, <coughs> let us hear your answer, because this isn't about, uh, again, we don't want to give the idea that we have all the answers, because number one, we don't. Number two, we're going to get a much fuller answer when we get to hear the whole body. So this is kind of like the round table that we do on Sunday mornings. We're inviting you to share as well. But what I would say on the courts of heaven is that in order to avoid witchcraft, we don't take anybody into the courts um, with an attempt and, and then the idea that we're going to get them to do something or say something or think a different way. That's not the point of the courts. The courts is getting rid of the legal rights of the enemy. And if you have something to do with some legal rights that you've given over somebody else, for instance, if I say, um, let's just take a you know a friend of mine this was a true case um everybody called him the bulldog of real estate because he was just pretty mean and nasty christian guy but man when it came down to business he was <laughs> he could be fairly mean and nasty and uh, and he would get his way and everyone just called him the bulldog of real estate we labeled him we i say we because i was in on that and um, he and I would partner occasionally to do some things together because he was good at what he did. And, and back then I was in business. I was looking for people who were good at what they did. <laughs> and so we would partner together on occasion. And so we had partnered for a season and I felt like that season was up. And um, I uh, um, was going to, you know, let him know that I was going to leave. But I we had partnered before and every time I you know, would leave, man, he would just blow up. He was just you know, he wanted his way. <laughs> and when, when I was leaving, he didn't like that. So anyway, I'm heading over to the, his office to let him know. And on the way, um, you know, I'm just, you know, kind of talking to father, what do I do? What can I do in this situation? And he says, well, go to the courts and repent. Okay. So this was for me to repent. I wasn't repenting for him. I was repenting for myself and the corporate group of people that I could represent because I was in on it. And I was in on this whole idea of labeling this guy the pit bull or the bull bulldog of, of real estate and everything that went with that. So I did. I went into the courts on my way, driving down the road. I went into the courts and I repented for the things I had said about him. Um, you know, sometimes in front of him, you know, it wasn't anything we were hiding. Everybody knew that's what we called him. And so we were, I wasn't holding anything back. And so I just repented on behalf of myself and corporately for this person or, or you know, for the things we'd said about this person. And then when I got there, 
um, expecting you know to have this big blow up and him you know using being manipulative and everything that he would do in the past to get me to stay, and um, I told him I you know I think my time's done we're we're done here, and uh, the total reaction was totally opposite. In fact, we sat there and we cried, <laughs> we cried together uh, because it was a you know it was a you know we had a good relationship in that sense, but. Um, Anyway, that is a case where I went to the courts for someone else, but I repented for things I had said about them because the enemy can take those words that you say about somebody else and he can use them against that person. It's like, well, so-and-so is a bulldog and they're a pit bull in this area because half the world that knows him (laughs) calls him that and says that about him. So, you know, that's the enemy then taking that and making a legal right for him to continue to make that guy that way. And when I repented and pulled that off of him, all those labels and all those words, and I pulled those off of him, I repented for my part. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything to change him, but having that pulled off of him and the legal right of the enemy to keep using that on him for that, for that season, this guy was able to give a different response, which that to me was extremely powerful. And that's how you can engage the courts of heaven on behalf of someone else. Now this was specifically somebody in your bloodline and I do think that we can do more. Well, not more. that person, but yes, yes. go ahead and explain that. The question that. <laughs> was about someone in your bloodline. And I do believe we can do a whole lot more than we think we can. But again, we're not going, yeah, that person's really angry. So, Father, you know, deal with their anger. It's, I repent on behalf of myself and my bloodline. And so I'm participating, I'm repenting, I'm including my bloodline. And um, that can be very effective in the courtroom. Now, they still have a choice. They still get to cho- you know, choose what they're going to do. But for our bloodline, we can remove the legal right that is being held against them mm-hmm. and against us. Yeah, but again, we're not trying to get them to change their ways. Yes. But we basically take all that stuff off of them so now they can make choices. Because we've seen in children very small that you know display uh, you know, things... For instance, Robert Henderson uses this example, but you know, a two-year-old boy that's into pornography, uh, it's just like, where in the world would they pick that up? You know, because and especially if parents are are diligent about not allowing them to pick it up. But if it's in the DNA and the bloodline, and they already have that tendency, then they can be pulled in that direction. So repenting for the bloodline so that it can be removed off that child, so that now they can be a child without that garbage hanging over them. <clears throat> I think of um, agreements. A lot of times that we line up yeah. with agreements that aren't um, rightly aligned with what God wants us to align yeah. with. And our agreement is what the enemy uses, the accuser uses against us. And so to me, when you go to court, you go there so that you can repent of aligning. And so it's like when I first knew about the courts, um, I heard from someone who was very experienced in it that you should go for yourself first. Yes. So when you go for yourself first, you learn a lot of really good (laughs) lessons. And it's like, I am going to repent of my old alignment and come into right alignment with God. I'm going to cancel the papers that say that I did align before. I want to get divorce papers from that. I'm going to take them in. And now after I've gone to court, um, I have a responsibility to walk out my new alignment. Yes. And if you go for somebody else and you don't have that experience, then really what are we doing? We're just doing a different form of intercession. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
That's and good. Then, um, Wait a minute. Anybody, anybody else have anything to say? Facebook, YouTube, uh, especially Zoom. You guys are real time. We'd love to hear from you. Luke says, yep, framing it over their life and shaping that over them or ourselves. Very good. Anyone else? I know there's some really smart people on Zoom that are listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're pointing right to Larry. I don't know if... <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead all right oh, oh i thought ann had something no okay go ahead <laughs> uh the next question is i was wondering where in the bible does it say to confirm it with the word many people have ideas or visions or revelations and they will say show me in the word how do you back that up i can't seem to find it anywhere can you help <clears throat> well actually maxine didn't you bring this up you brought this up uh, Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yesterday. Did you guys already talk it through then? Because uh, I well, think she had sent it. Did you send this week. question yeah. in, Maxine? She did. Okay. Okay. What was the idea to <clears throat> defend it or to just well, ju justify it or to what would be the, the yeah, Maxine? Uh, go go ahead. Well, you have a lot of people who will say something happens or you tell them a story and like you know where where we've gone in the heavens and they'll say well where's that in the bible <laughs> or somebody has a word of prophecy and they will go to god and say confirm it confirm this word to me well i don't see any place where god says you have to go to my word and confirm what has been said or what has been done right <laughs> well, kind of well the example of was it Peter, who had the vision of the, of the, yeah, 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 <clears throat> like where are you going to find that? So we're talking about that where he had the vision of the food that you weren't supposed Came to eat. Came down the blanket, yeah, and that was all about them ministering to the. Uh, well, I could just non-Jews. Yeah, the gospel I, going to the non-Jews. The point was, if the other guys <laughs> would have said, "So show me where." That's what I was going to say. It's like, I, I can see the conversation, you know, Peter shares this with everybody and, and, and John or somebody goes, where's that in the Old Testament? Or they wouldn't even say Old Testament. Where's that in the scriptures? <laughs> where's that in the scrolls, the Torah? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and Maxine, you know, I, I gave an answer yesterday on this, but it's the whole idea of you know, you're driving a car. Where'd you find that in scripture? Because if, if you got to see it in scripture, then you need to stop driving your car. You need to stop using your cell phone. Stop using your computer. Stop watching this right now because it's on, you know. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, too, is that scripture is idolized, unfortunately, in such a way that it is not healthy by some. Um because if you hold that hold to that line that uh, scripture is absolutely 100% accurate and complete and that you have to obey every word in the Bible, well, then that means we have to bring back slavery because slavery is in the Bible. There's a lot of things. I mean, multiple wives were in places of the Bible. I'm not going you know? for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we know today that not everything that is in the scriptures means that it's right and good to do. I mean, there there were, you know, David's uh, affair, you know, all these things are in the Bible. Doesn't mean that it, you're supposed to do them. You know, a lot well, of things are there to say, hey, don't do this. Isn't, wasn't the, isn't the Bible just... <clears throat> 
people having experiences with God and writing them down? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what the Bible pretty much is? Right. So, uh, I mean, there's obviously going to be a group of people that will highly uh, disagree with that and, and want to say that it's it's so much more. And well, it is, but but if they hadn't had the experiences, if if Ezekiel or you name it didn't have his experiences, he wouldn't have been right. writing it down. I mean, I, yeah. I'm just like yeah. Yeah. So it started with their experience. I mean, you, it's you know, it started with somebody having an, a relationship with God and an experience, and then them documenting it. Yes. So the relationship and the experience came first, and then the then they recorded it. Yes. Wasn't yes. it Catherine who said in her book about um, how God wanted to bring something new? You know, it was kind of like bringing humanity up through a what I like to call a boot camp process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he wanted to do something new and he wanted to use somebody that was willing to follow his lead and, you know, and not going to fall into the stuck structures of the past. And so are we going to be willing to follow his lead instead of, you know, what we think is right. The yeah. old. And that, that, that to me is the, the, one of the biggest travesties, seriously, of uh, our, our, the, the, the the journey of the church, and a lot of a lot of people are you know I might get some stones thrown at me through the internet somehow, but um, uh, was the canonization of the word, because basically man went and decided that that's all God had to say, and they canonized it and said there can be no more, and it's like anybody in this movement today knows God is speaking and He's speaking very clearly to everyone. And that we're now stepping into a place where we are opening up to understand that Father's speaking to every single person and we all need to be listening and and we need to be given the freedom to walk out what he is sharing and giving to us. Uh, you know, I did a couple of pre-interviews today with a couple of people that, you know, they're doing some things differently than what we would do. But I trust that their heart is after God. And that's where the second plumb line comes in that we love, honor, and respect. You know, they've got the first plumb line. They believe Jesus is the way, only way to uh, Father and to eternal life. So if that's the case, then I'm going to love, honor, and respect them in their journey. It's not my journey. And uh, a lot of the stuff that, you know, we bring on Kingdom Talks, it's not my journey. But it is part of my journey in the sense that I'm the one to bring it out, to share it with everybody. You know, let this person come out and share it with everybody because it's going to resonate with certain people. And if we just say, well, it's this way and, the only, and my way is the only way, then all these people that are getting blessed by some of these other people that I'm bringing on that I don't necessarily agree with or have interest in what they're teaching, they don't get to touch the people that are waiting to hear what you know that person has. So it's giving that freedom and understanding that God is still speaking. He didn't stop speaking, you know, when they canonized the Bible. God said, oh, I'll zip it. Thank you. You guys got it all. You guys know me. You're good. <laughs> he didn't do that. He's been speaking to us ever since. And for us to say that the you know the the written word that we have is the only word, I think that's we're gonna definitely be have what we're gonna have a hard time moving forward, especially with the changes that the world's going through right now, if we're only able to use what's in Scripture. Now, there's a ton of principles there that are eternal. Yes. Absolutely. It is to me. So we're one not of the saying best. to throw it out. Yeah. There's not a lot of good stuff there. Not at all. Luke uh, says Vivian 
Oh. I think, did you have a question, Vivian? Because I thought you tried to say something earlier. I Go was, ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, um, also what people quote is that scripture of let, every two, two, let everything be established by two or three witnesses. So what Maxine is saying, um, <laughs> people do say that, and then you get to think, well, it's not established by two or three witnesses, which is being taken out of context. Because yes. if you wrote a scripture, if, you, uh, uh, if something happened before, let's say, 2,000 years before that scripture came out, well, you were the first one to do that. I mean, there weren't two or three other people to witness that scripture from before the time that that particular scripture of having two or three witnesses let everything be established. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. So it's totally aligned with the solo scripture, uh, whatever the term is, solo scripture. Solo scripture. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, just believing that everything has been done already and right now like and, and it, it disqualifies any experiences from the mystics from the time after christ to now it means that nothing that ever happened matters yeah 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 and you know this doesn't mean that just everything and every experience somebody had we just you know take in mm -hmm. it, it, it we do need to exercise discernment yeah and yeah. have the spirit of god with us and there may be things where it's like you know, sometimes people will share stuff and it's like, um, you know, I, I don't feel it, but I, it doesn't seem harmful. So it's okay. Now there's other times when somebody shares something and you go, um, doesn't No, I, I, you know, and, and each one of us get to connect with the spirit of God and to just, you know, decide for ourselves if we're going to embrace that or not. And it, it's fine or hold it loosely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say pretty much hold everything loosely because uh, we've all been wrong. Yeah. We've all been wrong at one time or another. And if I think I know it all and I close the door to that subject, then basically I'm I, no one can help me. <laughs> I think back to um, when I first was growing up in all these different things, um, they would say, check it against the word or against the spirit of the Lord. And then later on, when I was learning how to hear from the Lord, I got involved with Mark Berkler's book yes. um, way back in the beginning when everything was in one book. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and what I noticed when I started watching his videos later on was that if you listen to what other people wrote in their journals as beginning to hear from the Lord, you could hear God's character. You yes. knew it was his character. Yes. And that was the discernment, you know, building up in all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, and one, of the, one, of, one of the biggest things you can compare it to is this, is this love or is this fear? The opposite of love is fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And if it's a fear manipulation thing, it's probably not God. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we've been so steeped in that, you know, through different church denominations and so forth, that oftentimes what we feel we're, you know, sensing or getting is actually coming from, um, you know, basically legal rights of the enemy where we've agreed in those areas with things. And so he's able to just keep throwing that stuff at us. And so we try to engage and because we haven't been uh, freed to step out of the box, then we're stuck in that box, you know, the church box. Uh, and that's all we can comprehend. When I, when I first left the denomination that I pastored in, I didn't read my Bible for almost five years. I mean, occasionally here or there, but every time I read my Bible, all I could see was the interpretation that I was taught was the truth. And I'm like, okay, I know this isn't, 
necessarily the truth anymore. And so um, after five years, I was able to finally pick it up and read it and not, you know, have that same thing come out of me all the time. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to be set free so that we can actually engage with the Father, yeah. hear his heart of love, and begin to share what he's doing in and through us. Yes, Luke says, most of the time that need for the word to confirm phrase is from fear mindset or ignorance of personal relationship with Yahweh. That's yeah, good. yeah. Anne, did you have something? Uh, no, well, I was actually thinking that scripture is uh, so amazing because every uh, revelation, every scripture has a multitude of, of revelation. Yes. You know, as, as deeper we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. So he's been gracious enough uh, for me that, you know, he's opening up that. So, um, you know, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> love it, love it. Good stuff. I've got another question here, but I do want to save time. Um, I thought we might do um, encounter time tonight. You know what? I was thinking that earlier yeah. today, we too. Meant we to talk about talk. it. <laughs> Man, there's got something going on here. <laughs> So, but Adam did have a question. Uh, what is your viewpoint and understanding of witchcraft and sorcery? Based on history, there is good and bad sorcery, witchcraft. All religious practices do have forms of sorcery, like Christ. Christ was accused many times of using sorcery and was accused of working with Beelzebub. And um, I think there is a clear distinction. Um, I, I would say probably the way... The majority of people view witchcraft and sorcery we would not be a part of that um, magic those <coughs> kinds of things are not consistent with the heart of the Lord when things happened it you know to the miracles and stuff it was in relationship with his father and it was also people who were asking for it it wasn't you know you don't know about it but I'm gonna cast you know a spell on you <laughs> to get you to do better or do you know most of the yeah. time, witchcraft and sorcery is based on manipulation and control. Right. And so we do not believe that that is the heart of the Lord. Um, we believe that there is miracles, but it's based out of relationship, not magic. So I could see somebody then say, well, what about, what about white witches or white magic? Well, and again, it would be something that we would not condone. We bless them, honor them. They're thinking they're doing a good thing. But, um, you know, I've known of people, you know, having experiences where a witch cast love potion on them, supposedly, and their life really tanked. <laughs> and so their intention may have been right, but the source was the wrong source. And it caused a lot of challenges. So I personally don't think that we need to be afraid of them, mm -hmm. you know, any, any witch of any sort, white or dark or whatever. But... Um, and I think it's in that process of if we're not afraid of them that you could that, you know, only do it as the father leads. The father isn't leading you to do it. Don't do it. But <clears throat> but to engage with them and through your own discernment, you can probably start to pick up on. All right. Are they dabbling in stuff that you probably don't want to be associated with or connected with? If it's dark, I don't want to be connected with stuff that's dark. I don't want to go down that road. Um, if they're doing stuff that would literally be good and you hear it in them that that's you know something that they're that they're um you know striving to do well do good they don't want to manipulate anybody they're not into what we would call witchcraft which would be again that manipulation and control of other people 
but rather they're just trying to help. Well, that to me is not any much different, any different maybe than a new ager who is uh, dealing with crystals and trying, you know, working to heal people and to bless people, but they don't know Jesus. And maybe it's time that you introduce them and, you know, introduce them to the creator of the universe and the one that uh, gave them any power that they might be using so that that he could guide them and direct them to go deeper into things that he has for them. Uh, so it's just a thought. Yeah. We're going to Sedona, so I'm expecting to run into some. <laughs> I'm yeah. hoping to run into some. I, Don't I, I, we're going early so that yeah. uh, I can engage. And Father's just actually given me the idea that I may just walk the streets downtown and just let him guide me to go into certain stores and talk to people. And we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so also, can you comment on, oh, wait a minute. Let's see. On the topic of oneness, how do you differentiate between what the New Age teaches that we are all divine and how the church is typically taught that God is God and we are not? And do, do we know that person? Uh, just creative homeschooling. Is okay. That's a loaded question. <coughs> Tom, go ahead. <laughs> <coughs> well, we're created in God's image. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. And Christ died so that we could walk in the fullness of being created in God's image. So And be co-heirs. Yeah, co-heirs, co-creators. So I don't know. That's like that. seems like that's an old that old attitude of, you know, you're, you're, you're a dirt, sinner, you're a worm. saved by grace, and you will always be a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. And but that's not what God created us for. So yeah. It's not. It's uh, even thinking about what we've been talking about. Okay. Well, you know, I am a, I'm a friend of God. I'm a son of God. I'm I'm a bride. You know, I'm yeah. a wife. That whole transition of your identity with Him, it's. <clears throat> He intends for us to be like him. I mean, if you were the only person, if you're the only human being, I, I remember this a long time ago, I watched Omega Man. Have you ever watched that? Uh -uh. <laughs> it, was, it was a gloom and doom kind of movie where basically there's no one left in humanity, he thought, you know, and then you're walking the streets, and there's all of civilization, but there's no one else, you know, and so how sad that would be. I do remember that. To yeah. just, you know, like be alone. And I think that his heart is that he yes. wants us to be family and to be one yes. together. And so that's where he's coming from with that. It's not yeah. that we're going to be equal to him, you know, as God or above him like Satan tried to be. But we are to be one with him in oneness. <laughs> so there's a... Um, we're going to have uh, to keep moving because we got... This some. is a good question, though. Okay. This is and this is actually the topic: the power and importance of oneness. That title up there. Oh, I didn't know you put a title up there. Yeah, there's a title up there. So they're asking according to what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> actually, we can talk about anything, so we don't need to be stuck with that. But um, the to me, the power of oneness is is so important for us to understand because it's our identity. We're dealing and talking. We're dealing with and talking about our identity. And so for us to understand who we really are, that, like you said, we're co-creators, we're, we're, we're co-heirs, co you know, the, all these things that the Bible says, and yet we have often taken one verse about us being a worm, and that, you know, we've tried to, we've tried to take it and wrap that into our identity, 
that we are worthless. And it's like, man, if you're worthless, why in the world would Jesus, the God of the universe, creator of the universe, come and die for you if you're worthless? Yeah. Now, some people will say, well, he died for me. Now I'm worth something. Mm, I don't know about that. I, I, I would, I would, I would dispute that. But, <laughs> but then he also uniquely created each and every person. So are we calling his design worthless? Correct. Yeah. 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 So when Jesus, again, the creator of the universe says, hey, let's be one, you and me and me and you, and then I'm one of the Father, that means I'm taking you into the Father. It's like we're all one. Um, and then I want this intimate relationship with you. And we talked about this yesterday in the Tuesday time. <clears throat> you really cannot have an intimate, a truly intimate relationship with someone who is not your equal. You will not look at them the same they will have to be considered your equal. You would have to consider them equal to you in order to have an intimate relationship. So when Jesus says that greater things will we do than he did, and he actually created the universe, I don't know what that means. <coughs> but that That's sounds pretty, pretty godlike. <laughs> yeah, now, it, it's, it is an amazing mystery of what was in God's heart when he created man. Yeah, It's, it's almost beyond... It's, it's, it's almost blows our mind when you when you when you explore that and so that's why it's so important for each one of us to have intimacy with the Lord so the Lord can unfold our identity of, of how he created us as a unique expression of of, of, of him into the earth yeah. that each one of us is to be yeah so when I say that though I, I I don't want people to think that I'm saying I'm God and that I got a God complex but rather with true love and with true identity comes humility. And if we can see that humility on someone who loves themselves well, uh, that to me is a godlike love. That you can love yourself well and yet not be full of yourself to where you're arrogant and prideful. But rather the love of God and when we love ourselves as God loves us, there is a strong confidence in who we are, we have, that we have about ourselves and yet at the same time a humility to where I don't need to put anybody else down because my value is in him. If I'm putting other people down, it's just really proven that I don't know who I am and I'm trying to create value for myself. Yeah. Beautifully said. So this goes back to something that was said earlier and it's Jimmy from Sacramento and hey, glad Jimmy. you're on. <laughs> uh, will you clarify what you said about Eastern practitioners and Christians and how there is no difference between the two? And I don't think that's what we intended at all. Um, a, a big share of it is, you know, from the church age, we've made this division that if you're a Christian, everything you do is good. And if you're a new age person, everything you do is basically bad. But the understanding that um, you can have a, an Eastern practitioner that doesn't know Jesus as we do, but is coming from a place of love and can be a blessing. Um, you can have a Christian operate in Christian witchcraft <laughs> and be very damaging. Uh, and so I, we're not saying there's no difference between the two, but we're saying that we want to look at the heart of what's being released. And instead of just judging by, are they a Christian or are they a new ager? If they're a new ager, they're bad. If they're a Christian, they're good. And someone wrote a question in Spanish, but I'm sorry. I don't. Well, you should be able to translate it. Uh, yeah, let's see. Here, let me get my Spanish on. <laughs> and um, 
Then Marianne also asked about this oneness issue. What about the psychological, um, the Messiah complex type of thing, and how does that fit into oneness? And that's definitely a disorder. And I think, you know, anybody who's going around and is like, I'm the Messiah, I'm God, um, is not <laughs> displaying the humility. I got my Spanish on. Let me read my Spanish. Let me translate this for you. <laughs> uh, so this person, wall, P-Y, forever. Not sure if I got that right. Anyway, he says, how can I connect with someone who teaches, what the, teaches this in Spanish? Um, glad that you asked, and we are working on translating Ultimate Impact into Spanish. But it's going to be a little, that one little ways a while. down the road. Yeah. But we do have some people in our community. Yeah, actually, if you go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Actually, I'm trying to think how to get you there. Nope, scratch that. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, Kingdom Talks Media. Go to our YouTube channel, Kingdom Talks Media. Look down through the playlists, and there's a playlist uh, that is in Spanish. So there's a few teachings there from uh, Leticia and Nolan uh, Grandberg, mm -hmm. and uh, you can listen to those. We better jump into some oh, if we're gonna, counter time if we're okay. going to do it. Yeah, if, yeah. And by the way, these don't have to stop at an hour, just FYI. So if you want to okay. go all night, you're welcome to. Well, it, the streaming will stop. <laughs> oh, eventually. Yes, the streaming will stop. I will, I will make it go five hours, though, for you guys. Oh, wow. We're such talkative people. <laughs> so we don't have wonderful music from Tom and Diane to, uh, to enter in, but we can enter in with... Uh, thanksgiving and praise and and then Ali I can't read that from here Ali Timms yeah from the UK welcome yes. glad you're here glad you found us and um, again we encourage everyone to go check out our website kingdomtalksmedia.com and if you go to the um, tabs and in the tabs there's it's one section called the easy buttons click on the easy buttons and follow that down to the newsletter and sign up for the newsletter because you'll get all of the information when our shows are going out and where we're going to be. And uh, basically everything you could care to know probably about us anyway is in, in the newsletter. That'd be the best place to go. All right. So again, this is everyone engaging together um, as we just shift our focus to see what Father's doing and uh, engage with him. <clears throat> I don't know that there's ever a time where there isn't joy and delight with the Father, but um, he's just so excited for us to be with him today and to share. I just get a sense of, in his own heart, the community, that he loves our community, he loves this community, he loves every community that is after his heart. And uh, so he's just relaxing with us and enjoying our company as we engage with him. Yeah. Just encourage you if you're on Facebook or YouTube, share what you're getting in the comments. If you're on Zoom, just go ahead and unmute and share. So have you ever, uh, you know, you get those little <coughs> things in the mail that say, scratch this off and see if you won. 
<laughs> so I see the Lord doing that. It's like he has this spiral of things that he's working on, and he's like starting to scratch it, you know, like open up the view of it. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you, Father. And regarding oneness, I just see the father, <clears throat> he's just kind of sitting back and he's like, you have no idea <laughs> how deep the oneness goes. Yeah. <clears throat> what just came to me when you said that was the game of Twister. Mm-hmm. You know, where you have to put your right hand on that dot and your, and then the people get kind of all tangled up. And, and I felt like the Lord was saying oneness is even more entangled yes. than that. But it's yeah. not like a mess. It's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> I get the sense God saying, you're just scratching the surface. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So much more he has for us. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was experiencing a difference in the idea of being covered in the blood and in an earthly realm that would almost feel like unclean. But in this I was sensing in the heavenly realm the blood lips. does not have the same texture. It doesn't have the same uh, uh, substance. It is a substance of life. It is a substance of glory. And it was just a whole different experience of thinking of being covered in the blood in heavenly places. So it it was just kind of different contrast and perspective Mm -hmm. for me. It's good. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Larry. Just feel like he's so eager for us to understand this more to um, shift our our focus in our mindset from that sinner worm type of mentality to the oneness with him so that we can truly be co-creators with him I know I've had this experience before in taking communion, you know, just like feeling, feeling the wine, you know, going through the body. And when Larry was talking about the light and everything, and the glory of God, I just saw us like, like riding through his, his veins, his blood, mm-hmm. you know, and the glory of it and the light and the joy and the... Just <laughs> <laughs> No. No, no. When you said that, I'm thinking of even earthly, we understand that the blood is different while it's still in the vein, right? It's when it becomes exposed to the atmosphere or to the air that it'll take a different form. And so I'm that those two uh, experiences are kind of like coming together now. And that was really cool, Diane. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
<laughs> I usually feel a great sense of peace, you know, love, joy, and peace, and just rest. Uh, but tonight, for whatever reason, I'm feeling excitement. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just feel excitement in the air. And when I say the air, I'm talking about the spiritual atmosphere. There's excitement there. And we can step into and enjoy it with the Father. Yes. <clears throat> Luke shares, I just saw us all as individual roots dug in deep, yet, of course, as one tree, moving life from above and in the earth. That's mm. beautiful. It's good. It <clears throat> Diane says, I see a soft, green, misty substance around us as a group, like a tangible atmosphere filled with life. Mm. We are all connected in his life. Yes. Yes. We agree. I saw that um, when we were going down his blood, you know, like, like slides, um, as we went floating along in the river of his blood inside of him, I could see the um, <laughs> that spiral that was uncovering, that was being revealed. Uh. It's like we can watch them as we're, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, a river movie. <clears throat> yes. Of his revelation. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's good. That's good, uh, Diane, because I was seeing, uh, there was a movie someone told me about, reminded me of called uh, Fantastic Voyage, or uh, where, yeah. you know, they went into right. a body in like a little submarine and um, into the blood and was going all through. And so I was picturing that too, that we were in there like in sl sliding down and going like on a roller coaster and just having <laughs> the best time just so exciting yes <laughs> love that yes. so marianne shares i sensed christ take off his crown and put it on my head mm. that is beautiful <laughs> he is not afraid to share power with those <laughs> who are following him mm. Diane says, feeling that excitement here, too, so energizing. Mm. Mm. Father, what else would you like us to see, hear, or understand tonight? Just felt like that green presence that Diane was, or substance she was huh. talking about, was like healing. Hmm. And so I just just want to extend that healing atmosphere, that healing frequency. Well, I, I actually want to take it even further. That green represents the heart. That's the color of the seven spirits and seven energy centers that represents the heart. And that that healing is for the heart. That there are many who are wounded or, or, or suffering in the heart. And that the Father just wants to have permission to touch you and yes. to just bless you and to release you from all the pain and the suffering that you have in your heart. Mm -hmm. hmm. And I just feel like we're all supposed to put our intent with that. Mm -hmm. We would put our own heart's intent toward one another, to bless one another, to love one another, and to relieve uh, of the pressures of life that we would be there for one another. And that in the spirit, we're always there for one another and just to bless, bless, bless. It was seen like we would breathe in that green substance or presence and then we'd breathe it out 
Mm-hmm. And it's that receiving and giving. Mm-hmm. Healing in every area of our lives. Yes, I'm seeing locks and chains just falling off of people's hearts. Mm. Locks and chains. Chains and locks. <laughs> Very good. I love this from Marianne. She says, uh, she was the one that said about the crown. And she says, then I fell through his crown because it doesn't quite fit, but it will fit <laughs> perfectly someday. <laughs> That's I love good. that. That's so good. Uh, wow. I think it's like the great exchange. We breathe in oxygen which goes through our body, but when we breathe out, it's carbon dioxide. It's an exchange. Yes, yeah. The giving and receiving. Yeah, like that. It's so interesting that we're talking about this now because this morning I was experiencing these deep breaths and the wave, you know, like, you know, ascending to find his will on the inhale and then on the outhale, on the exhale, yeah. <laughs> um, bringing his will into the earth, into the earth. Yes. <laughs> Inhale your will. Exhale your will on the earth. Yes. Just back and forth. Mm-hmm. Just yes, yes. It's good. And someone shares, green is the color of city of peace with nature. It's beautiful. Yeah, definitely this exchange part that Maxine's brought up and then now Diane, um, we were talking about the blood and that's what the oxygen uh, fills. And then that carbon dioxide fills what green trees or the green uh, of life. So that combines the green blood, I think, very well. And it's St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yes. there you go. Uh, It's funny because Tom actually came here dressed in green and um, with our green screen he basically was disappearing <laughs> he had to go change clothes <laughs> you should have kept it on I thought you were gonna keep it on <laughs> he looked like all he was was a head that was moving around amongst the books in the <laughs> uh, anyone else hmm that is interesting. I don't know why. It's just all the green. <laughs> and I'd forgotten it was St. Patrick's Day. I'd totally forgotten. I mean, obviously when you showed up, I saw it. But then to see the green, a day for the heart. <laughs> Raywin says, I sense the mingling of our breath in the clouds. Yes. yes. Mm. Father, we thank you (laughs) for all that you're doing. You know, and one of the greatest things that we can experience and continue to experience is just the attitude of gratitude. Yes. So powerful that when we just walk every moment of every day with gratitude, excited about everything Father's doing, even the challenges, even the challenges, to be grateful for the experience of life. 
and I, this may sound really strange, but I'm just going to say it. So <laughs> I felt like, um, you know, Patrick from the Cloud of Witnesses came and joined us. And um, it was kind of funny because he wanted to relay a message to us, but he wants to do it in a dance. <laughs> and so he's okay. dancing before the Father's throne in front of us. And um, our spirit will receive the message. <laughs> and I think part of it is victory and overcoming. And, you know, he is someone who entered into so many miracles and um, such an amazing overcomer. He could have been a victim, you know, being mm. captured and imprisoned and all those kinds of things. But he turned it around to be an overcomer. And he's just, I feel like he's saying through this dance to each one of us that we each are overcomers too, and we can walk in that same way. Awesome. Awesome. I thought All you right. were going to pass me your laptop so that you could dance. <laughs> no, yeah. I wasn't going to yeah. do an interpretive dance. <laughs> I, I think we need a reflection. Can you show us in case some of us aren't able to see it? Can you? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think that would be more of a detraction. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you dance. Well, thank you, honey. <laughs> All right. Well, just thank you to everyone. Father, thank you. Thank you for the oneness, the unity, the love, the joy, the peace, everything that you bring into our hearts and our lives. And I just pray that even right now, as we're all sitting here or standing, whatever anyone's doing as you're listening, that you would just be able to receive everything that the Father has for you to yes. receive and that you would just rest in what He's doing and be blessed and just flow with the things that He wants to do in and through you. And though some of it may be challenging, that you understand that He has your best in mind, that He is doing this in order for you to grow and become more like Him. That's the journey. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. Receive those healing frequencies deep yes. within you, every part of you, spirit, soul, and body. Receive that message from St. Patrick that you are an <coughs> overcomer and you are powerful because of who is inside of you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. All right, any other questions before we wrap it up? I feel like we are supposed to wait one or two minutes for those on Facebook and YouTube to hear what to I just catch said. Up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What a beautiful time together. Yes. And um, just it was okay. fun to have Tom and Diane here. Thanks and, for inviting uh, us. <laughs> we're glad for you to lead next week. <laughs> I'm glad that we're all going to do it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ruth asked if it was a jig. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw him doing a jig, it, you know, the, yep. and, and, spinning, and spinning and just being so joyful. Yeah, Diane says, so grateful for that dance. I can feel it reverberate in me. It's mm. beautiful. So good. And I think it was a thank you. It's, it's, it's that part of the cloud of witnesses that are wanting to engage with us to finish the work kind of ideas yes and yes. i feel like he was being <clears throat> thankful for why that we've engaged with him and saw whatever touched his heart maybe and so yeah 
Yeah. So good. It's awesome. Thank, Thank you, Larry. Larry. All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah. And uh, blessings to all of you. You know, so if love you, you. Uh, haven't already, you know, if you go to our YouTube site and you click, if you subscribe and click the bell, basically what that does is anytime we go live, it'll notify you. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to watch us, but uh, it will <laughs> notify you that we, we're going live. And so if you're wanting to know instantly whether we're live or not, that would tell you. Uh, the other thing is, again, going to our website and getting on the newsletter, which I explained that earlier. Um, and I, I do know that we have a few new people. So kingdomtalksmedia.com. Go to the easy tabs down at the bottom. Toward the bottom is the newsletter one. Just click on that and get the newsletter. That'll give you everything you need to know about us, I think. So Ethan asked, do all those who are born again that have passed on become a part of the cloud of witnesses? And um, just, I just real quickly, I would say that some people have a very narrow description of what the cloud of witnesses is. Um, I actually see it as quite large, and so I'd say yes, absolutely. I would agree with that, but I'd say some are in process of getting there. Yes. Because I think, uh, um, I won't get into the details, um, but yeah, I think some people have to go through a little more deconstruction, because it's not like a, you die and Instant. zap, everything no is, everything. now everything's done for <laughs> you. No, um, I believe we still have to go through a process of the deconstruction of the lies and the dark darkness that we've agreed with in the earth that we have to go through a process to be washed of that uh, I, I I tend to think that it's much easier it can go very fast maybe but honestly guess what we don't know, don't know. Um, so we're just doing our best as ter in terms of what we've experienced with father and understanding how much he loves us that on the other side of the veil that there I, I'm guessing there's there's not the distractions that we face here in the earth realm and that the amnesia part is probably <laughs> dealt with to some degree and that we're able to see God clearly for who he really is and that in that process he's able to help us deconstruct from all the stuff that we had agreed with. So feel free to email us your questions during the week um, or on KT Communities you can private message us and we'll pass those on to Tom and Diane. Um, and so we want to be here for you and not that we have all the answers, but we love the conversation. We love to be with our family. So good. So, all, all right. right. Love you all. We'll see you. Blessings. And Blessings we'll see you, you in a couple weeks, but yeah. they'll see you guys. Tom and Diane, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Come back. Come back. <laughs> all right. Blessings. Take care. Take care. Bye bye.